Welcome. I'm Katherine Damon, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Julie Maxey, and I'm a licensed attorney. And, and together, together we are, we are the, counselors. the counselors. Damn it. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm all right. Making it. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what's been going on? Oh, so much. Um, I mean, not a lot. I've just been like trying to get into my new. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Not a lot. <laughs> just like to keep you on your toes. Just like swivel. <laughs> just 180. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Kona thinks I'm talking to him. Um, yeah, lay down, buddy. Aww. Yes, this is not for you. Um, I've been trying, I've been easing into the new job. I have, like, mostly no idea what I'm doing. I think I'm going to get fired every day. Um, please. <laughs> right, someone firing me. Only, only <laughs> BISD would. Actually. But that was, a, that was a blessing. That was a mutual uncoupling. Actually, the only jobs i've been like mutually let go from were in beaumont one central medical magnet high school two <laughs> which is no longer in it doesn't exist and i'm really sad i wasn't there for its demolition oh. um <laughs> and the other job was at the white house department store where wow. they could know like they couldn't afford um our last week so they like let us go a week early <laughs> So basically, every time I'm working for a sinking ship, they wow. let me go. Well, um, <laughs> welcome to Beaumont. <laughs> it's thriving. Just kidding. Um. Anyway, so yeah. I'm 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 slogging through like the first part of the job. You know how like a new job is where you like want to know how to do all the things, but you know how to do like absolutely like nothing. Yeah. That's where I am. Well, you're gonna get through it. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Um. Did they send you to training or anything? Well, I had to do, like, all this online training, but, like, most of it, like, the bulk of it wasn't, like, what I actually need to do. Like, boots on the ground, like, click <laughs> here. And so I'm having to go back and find all, like, the SOP um, documents and, like, go through them again to, like, figure out, okay, how do I fill out this form? And there's a lot of documentation. Oh, so I'm going to be really good at spreadsheets by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have a lot of documentation at my job too, so I get well, it. Well, yeah, you got to, you got to take notes and on, when a, I, on a legal pad. And when I uh, start, yeah, <laughs> I do have a legal pad <laughs> in a portfolio that cat gave Yes, me. how is that portfolio? Oh, it's oh, holding good. up good. You know what? That was a good gift. It was yeah. a good gift. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Conti uh -huh. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's everything for you? Update me on your life. Things are pretty good, you know. I've been real busy, but uh, all good Did things. Did you, um, and I saw you were in New Orleans. As, <laughs> New as Orleans. Did you also attend the Mardi Gras in Beaumont? So I did not okay. um, because I was just real busy mm -hmm. this weekend. I, I had planned on mm -hmm. going, 
Uh, but it just didn't. I ran you out know of what? Time, it happens. You know? Maybe next week things will slow down. Maybe, but Mardi Gras won't be here anymore. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did get to go to. Uh, I accidentally went to Mardi Gras New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, which was fun because I planned a trip for Valentine's Day. Valentine's. Weekend. And thinking like, oh, this will be a nice getaway. We've been trying to go to New Orleans for a while. Uh-huh. And so I finally surprised with this trip. And then when we got there, <laughs> we we couldn't get to the hotel. Oh. Because the parade route was blocked off completely around the oh, hotel. Wow. So we had to park a few blocks away and then just carry all our stuff. Uh, it reminded me of the time when we went to New York yes. City and we carried our bags like halfway across the city. Yes. And then we like prepared ourselves like in that downstairs bathroom of the, of the, of right. the Carlton. Was it the Carlton? Is that yes, still it was. there? Because I would love to go back. It was really, honestly, it was like, very tiny of course but it was not a bad stay i mean it was you know pretty what that was an award-winning trip that was a really <laughs> good trip <laughs> we almost didn't get to take it because Kat oh my forgot. gosh it started off what did you forget, I forgot our tickets wallet. oh your wallet I forgot <laughs> my wallet on my bed like it was under <laughs> something so i missed it and so we're like going to get on the chinatown bus and I'm like, Julie, I don't have my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> like, the one thing. And I'm such a responsible traveler. I know. It's not. You've been doing this that since you was were a kid. <laughs> so unlike me. And so our other roommate who had dropped us off, we were like, can you go to the house and, like, get my, see if my wallet's there and then, like, drive back to us. And so she drove like a crazy person back to yeah because that's not a super short drive especially in virginia beach because that it takes a long time to get anywhere yeah it was like a half hour or something and so she went back she got it she came like she was driving back they're like loading up the bus our stuff is already (laughs) in the bus like our stuff is under the bus and i was like we have to install (laughs) this bus until she gets here and julie was like i'm on it and (laughs) so she like lawyers them and she's like listen our stuff is already in this bus you might as well wait like you're just gonna have to wait because otherwise you're gonna have to go in there and you have to find it and like as she's doing all that like alicia's like driving down the road i'm like sprinting i ran faster than i've ever run which is not fast but it was fast for me i it was fast enough it it made we made it because i got there i got my wallet i ran it jumped on the bus. I'm like, we're here. Yeah, that was really something. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, um, back to your trip, though. I assume in New Orleans that they do Mardi Gras for like a month. Yeah, so that's why I didn't even think <laughs> about it. And like, because <laughs> really, like Fat Tuesday was mm-hmm. yesterday. So Mardi Gras weekend was really this past weekend. It, but yeah, I mean, they do it up big there and I wasn't even thinking about the fact that it's the weekend before Mardi Gras or the week before and so the whole time there were parades every like four or five oh my gosh you were just in heaven (laughs) yeah because for those of our listeners (laughs) that don't know I 
love parades. She loves a parade. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know this until a couple years ago. (laughs) But I just turn into a child and, like, want all the beads and I scream and I'm waving my hands in the air and high-fiving everybody. I've never seen you so happy as when you're at a parade. Yeah, it really is like mm-hmm. pure joy. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> so, it's, beautiful. it's a beautiful thing to experience. Like if is. you can get to a parade with Julie, get her because you'll just be mesmerized by her watching the parade. <laughs> <laughs> could have its own show. Yeah. You know what? That could be a travel show. You travel around, go to parades. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Is this a million dollar idea? I mean, probably not a million, but in this economy, um, but it might be a hundred dollar <laughs> idea and I'll take that. A hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm writing that idea um, down. Definitely. Now I just have to convince the travel show people. I mean, yeah, we could like turn it into a YouTube that would be really fun. We can, we can get a patron. <laughs> patron? Is it patron or Patreon? Where people... Patreon? Yeah, where I people, think? like, post things and they're like, $5 a month and you get to read my articles. And I'm like, who are you? But $5 <laughs> a month, you can watch Julia Parade. <laughs> you know what? That's a good... That's a good investment. It is. Because mm-hmm. it will bring you mm-hmm. joy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> so I caught ungodly amounts of did you sh- Did you show uh, your boobies? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was family weekend. I don't, okay? I don't know. I feel like that probably goes on in Bourbon Street and stuff. But we walked by Bourbon Street at okay. one point, And I was like, uh, no, yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> it was like one in the afternoon. And it was already insane oh, that that gives me a lot of anxiety yeah and a, a friend of mine on facebook is is from new orleans and he posted a picture on his social media today mm-hmm. of f- like last night fat tuesday on mm-hmm. bourbon street a picture from one of the balconies mm-hmm. and it was so packed <laughs> i was like that is my worst That's nightmare <laughs> That That's too much. And and, and then I thought, to breathe. imagine how it, imagine how it oh, smelled. It did not smell good. What do you do if you mm-hmm. have to pee? That's always my question for like New Year's in um, Times Square. Like, right. where are those people peeing? You have to run to some store nearby, buy something, and they'll let you use the oh restroom. Gosh, you know, <laughs> you know what, what those did. restrooms look like. Do you remember when we went down to that like weird like bar at the oceanfront? Yeah. And the bathroom was just like looked like someone had ransacked it and covered it in toilet paper. That's what <laughs> yeah. all those bathrooms look like. Yeah. I don't get I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So you always have to when you find a good one, use yeah. it. Yeah. Parade pro tip number one. <laughs> Okay. That's a good that's a good <laughs> tip. If you find if you find Thank a nice you. potty, use it. Even if you don't think you have to. It's good to just kind of like make sure you're running on empty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, they there they just they throw good swag. Oh. Okay, from the floats. Okay. And what's the best thing you got? Like Okay, so we one of the crews that the parade we attended was the crew of King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And apparent so each crew has like a signature item that they okay. throw. <clears throat> so crew of King Arthur, each float has uh, a grail or like maybe a couple mm-hmm. that they give out to someone throughout the parade route. And so I caught one of the grails Yes, mm-hmm, from float 29B. Oh. Yeah. It, it has like a note on it and says like, it explains what it is. Each one is decorated differently and they want you to go online and post a picture of it so that they can see like where all they end up because people come from all over you know wonderful yeah so that was that was pretty cool but they throw just like entire bags of beads i got some good beads like some one of a kind you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah you're gonna need like a bead display case that's such a good idea i just found all my old pride beads because i um when we sold the journey I, like, cleaned it mm-hmm. out and just, like, found, like, random piles of beads <laughs> in my car. <laughs> Those are from me. <laughs> now, we took Ashlyn's Jeep, didn't we? Um, yes, we did. Because, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. fun. We need to, like... Yep. We need to get... Oh, we need to see each other again soon. Because it's been, a it's long been time. too long. Um, there's got to be, it's, it's becoming spring and summer. So there's going to be parades. <laughs> there's <laughs> um, going to be soccer soon. Yes. It starts real yeah, soon. Yeah. They just dropped, they just dropped the calendars. First game, first uh, game here uh. is against the Thorns. Oh, so who are you going to root for? Um, well, last time I saw the Red Stars and the Thorns was in the playoffs, and I wore a plain red sweatshirt. <laughs> so there I you could go. not be identified one way or the other. That's and I brilliant. wore my national, um, my little rainbow national scarf that Liz sent me, so I oh, could nice. support everyone. <laughs> <laughs> because they're both such good teams and I love them both so much and yeah. I got to throw a soccer ball to Alyssa Nair but also oh, oh, oh I think you told mm-hmm, me about but that. also just watching French warm up was incredible because she's awesome she has a real intense oh, yeah. look about her too I love that energy yeah, yeah. Um, for those who don't know we're talking about the National Women's Soccer League oh, yeah. in WSL. Mm-hmm. And there are teams throughout the nation. Kat just mentioned the Chicago Red Stars and the Portland Thorns. And then here in Southeast Texas, we have the Houston Dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am planning to go to at least one or two games this season. Yeah. I didn't make any last year, so that has to Let's change. See how they're doing. Maybe I could, maybe I could get mm-hmm. down to Houston. Uh, yeah, that would be so fun. I do need to get down to Houston to see a new baby. Who's Kelly's baby? baby. Henry. 
That's right. Oh, isn't that isn't that a cute, cute name? That's and it's a cute, cute baby, so it works out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you always have to be a little nervous. Nothing's worse a, than an ugly a baby. Breathtaking baby. <laughs> I feel like most of our friends have had. You know what? We've been blessed with friends who've had Mm -hmm. cute babies, so we don't have to like. uh... Yeah, 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 he's beautiful. So cute. (laughs) Listen, some babies have it, and some babies don't. Yeah, you know the ones that don't, they could always grow into it later. Yeah, I mean, everyone can like figure themselves out. (laughs) I'm still working on it. God's still working on me. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we should get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Oh my gosh, thank you for sitting through that break music. You know what we forgot? What? week you're right it's your week is it my week yeah oh good because i have a good one okay you know what we should be writing down who our listeners of the weeks are because i feel like i'm going to start repeating myself and i don't want to do that all right well i'm just gonna make a list right now then okay write it on your legal pad that's literally what i'm doing (laughs) um okay my listener is um my friend logan Okay, what's up, Logan? Hey, Logan. Um, she, A, is and will forever be my work wife. Love that. Um, when I worked in Virginia Beach um, at that, the supervised visitation place, mm-hmm. she was with me and we trauma bonded. <laughs> and then at one point she brought me um, Starbucks treats very often. And also, well, she she helped me out when my um, car back window got smashed in by a former lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, A, she's... <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> it was not funny at the time. <laughs> it was shocking. To say the least. <laughs> that really happened to you? It did. It did, it did happen. Uh, good. <laughs> I hope that person's doing all right. You know what? I wish her all the best. I really do. Bless yeah. her heart. Um, okay, so just to establish that Logan is an incredible person. Who, when we were first friends, had a very young baby who did not care for me. Oh, no. Which, you know how I feel like if a baby doesn't like me, I have to, like, try to earn its love. Um, But that baby is now a child and I think likes me. Good. Or at least wore the soccer jersey that I sent him to Disney World. So that's a sign of love. That's great. I sent um, a Rapino jersey. And um, he apparently wears it a lot. And his dad is like, do you want me to get you a soccer jersey that's for, like, a boy player? And he's like, "Mm -mm, I'm good. 
Aww. Right? That's progress. So she has that perfect child, and now she has a new baby who's also a perfect baby. And I just love them all so much. And then, of course, like, we started this podcast, and she was very excited. And she will, like, listen to episodes and, like, update me where she is on an episode and how she's liking it and how she's enjoying enjoying it. And um, how she loves our back and forth. And basically, she's, like, one of our ultimate hype people. Thanks, Logan. So that's why Logan is listener of the week. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Logan. We're so glad you listen. Thanks, Logan, for listening and for all your feedback. All right. Oh, also, it took her like it took her like four different times to finish the last episode because her little commute is so short. So she only like (laughs) listens in like commute chunks. Mm. which is the downfall of a short commute um but she because she's a teacher she was like giving me feedback on my teaching style and how good I did and I felt wow very proud of myself you should have we all learned a lot (sighs) thank you um it was fun I like you know I like teaching (laughs) okay so um keep an eye out for all the listeners of the week keep an eye out for the listener of the week postcards we will eventually send out they're they're yeah they're coming they're coming they are they're on their way just (laughs) just wait for them um okay so our topic of the week is astrology yes that was like a that's the noise that came to me i don't know i felt it it was a very astrological noise yeah that's what i was going for okay so (laughs) mission accomplished so most of my life as far as i can remember back like anytime someone mentioned like astrology or astrological signs i always thought it was stupid because um it was always like oh like you're a scorpio you're like this and i'm like not everyone born in this like month ish chunk of time is the same person. Right. So this is dumb that like, we're saying like all Scorpios are the same. Cause hashtag not all Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've recently, um, you know, as I get more into the, the gay agenda, I learned more about astrology because that's one of the one of the most important parts of being gay is learning about astrology. <laughs> and <so> true. <laughs> it really like I did not realize how much of like the culture astrology is, but it's like a big it's a big deal. So that's probably why I've like heard more about it. And then like some of the like other podcasts I listen to, um they've discussed it and I'm learning that it's way more than just like the one thing. Mm-hmm. And so fleshing it out, it becomes more of like, <clears throat> um, like more like a personality assessment than just like, you're this one thing. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I like it. Um, or why I'm becoming more interested in it. So, The basics of astrology is, like, the main sign that you're always told what you are is your sun sign. And, Julie, do you know what your sign is? 
I'm an Aries. You are an Aries. Um, yeah, so that's the main one that people know. But from what I've learned is that um, there's three big ones. There's your sun sign, there's your moon sign, and there's your rising sign. Oh. And those three together kind of like give you like a bigger picture. And then there's like the full chart, which I did look up your chart. So um, <laughs> was it good? <laughs> it's a good chart. Um, so we'll be getting into that. Um, so first off, I want to say, um, so there's a author, um, Chani Nicholas, who is an astrologer and her book is, or their book, I don't know what their pronouns are. So I'll say they, um, you were born for this astrology for radical, um, self-acceptance and it's basically like it kind of helps you understand like your chart and who you are. And this is kind of where like the personality assessment of it is, right? Like it helps you understand who you are and how you think and how you like function in the world to better like accept yourself and love yourself and know how you function so that you can like set yourself up for success. Nice. And um, in her book, which um, I've recently started. And so far, it's pretty cool. Um, It says, your astrological makeup is a neutral reflection of your life, much like a mirror. Only the person looking at the reflection judges it. The mirror simply reveals what is there. And so I think that's cool because, like, this is, like, a non-judgmental... like representation of who you are and you take from it what you can and you see in it what like stands out to you yeah so it's not like you know saying these bad things about yourself it's just like this is kind of how you are um based on where you were born when you were born where the planets are like all of like nature coming together for you that's so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought about it just the way you just said that. All of nature coming together for you. Yeah. Never thought about it in that way. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, you know, because to do your whole chart, you have to have, like, your birth date, your birth time, and the location where you were born. And so, you know, it's your position on the Earth, and then it's all the different positions of the planets and the sun all around you. Wow. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, there's so much more to it than, you know, I originally thought. And so, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about it because growing up, I was told, like, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yes, that, that too. Yeah. We were told, like, astrology was, like, an evil thing. And so we had to stay away from it. Yeah. Like yoga and rock music. <laughs> and the Smurfs. Maybe that was just me. Oh, no. The Smurfs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've never actually watched a Smurfs episode. I have not either. <laughs> we, we should do an episode where we watch a Smurfs. And yeah. then, like, come back to talk about it. 
to you know talk about how we've been like you know turned into like satanists because <laughs> i assume that's what will happen that's the only logical explanation yeah yeah um <laughs> okay so um Tanny nicholas is um, one of the main sources that i looked at for this another astrologer um is named jessica lanadu and okay. the funny thing about her was whenever we travel i like to listen to podcasts in the car but ashlyn likes to fall asleep when i play podcasts um so sometimes if i just need her to take a nap i'll turn on a podcast um your secret's out <laughs> she knows <laughs> um but we were driving i think we were b- driving back to chicago or something and i really wanted to listen to um a podcast and i was like trying to find something that she would be willing to listen to because she wasn't sleepy and so um i found this one and so her book is called astrology for real relationships and so that's like the next like so i like the one book because it's about like understanding yourself and then like the astrology for real relationships is understanding not just like romantic relationships but understanding like all of our different relationships and how we um like kind of coexist with like all of our people yeah um and so i appreciate that because yeah i feel like when when people say the word relationship Mm -hmm. people's mind automatically goes to romantic relationships but it's like you said we have so many different types of relationships that we encounter over our lives right and the level of importance varies over time too and to um i feel like so many i mean even reading like you know a compatibility thing Mm -hmm. it's always about romance and it's like no that's not even what i'm <laughs> right it's like you i want to see if i'm compatible with my best friend yeah i want to yeah. see if we're gonna make it <laughs> i hope we, i hope we do even if we haven't taken a test yet to confirm we've been that. going strong i mean so far so good <laughs> um so we listened to this podcast and it was very good and, and um i'm looking <clears> forward <throat> to getting this book as well but the funny thing about um jessica lanadu is when she introduced herself she says she's an astrologer, a psychic medium, and an animal communicator. And at no point in the interview did she explain anything about the <laughs> animal communicator. <laughs> and Ashlyn and I both were very curious about just that part. That is amazing. Because I... Yeah, I don't know if it, is she an animal communicator with alive pets, with dead pets, like or what, like with any animal at all? Any animal, just dogs, cats, birds. We need to, yeah, we need her to call in. <laughs> just calling to do. If you're listening, please <laughs> call in and explain to us what an animal communicator is, because I would pay good money for that. Uh, yeah. um also i've never like i've never gone to an actual astrologer i'm just like newly interested in this but i really do want to go to an astrologer and get like my whole like chart done and explained and everything i've never had that either but i have had a tarot reading before okay 
So I feel like they can be somewhat related. Yeah. I really, well, I did that numerology thing in St. Louis. I wonder if oh. that lady was an astrologer. And that what was, was the, that like, oh my gosh, it was incredible. Um, Jen and I were at like a little event in St. Louis at the, um, at the art museum. They have like fun, like late night things once a month. And there was this numerologist and we were like, I don't know what this is, but we'll stand in line for it. And she was so dead on with both of us. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It was wild. She like, she was like, okay, based on all this stuff, you're a humanitarian. You like to help people. You have empathy. And I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then, like, she did Jen's, and it was dead on, too. And she was like, is any of this sounding right? Because we weren't giving her any feedback. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, this is 100% correct. Like, this is dead on. And she was like, That's oh, wild. okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was incredible. So, yeah, also that got me, like, real pumped about, like, digging more into, like, astrology and all that stuff. Because hmm. I think they're all related. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so those are two books um, that I think are really good resources if, like, you are you t- also are wanting to learn about astrology. Um. <laughs> okay. So I did your chart in CoStar. That's an app. Um, CoStar. Ooh. Yeah, that's an app that does like horoscopes every day, but then they also do like your chart. And then I did your chart on the Channy Nicholas website. Can you spell that first name for me? Yes. C-H-A-N-I. Yeah, I was not going to put that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Nicholas is like Nicholas. Nicholas, (laughs) you should fight crime. (laughs) You know what? I still say that joke every time, like. Someone does something, like, of any sort of strength, like, yeah. picks up anything. I so still, do I. <laughs> I still say that joke. <laughs> um, you were born <laughs> in 86, right? Yes. Okay. I thought so. For some reason, I put, like, 85 at first, and I was like, that's not right. Mm-mm. You better not. I fixed it. <laughs> and you were born in Beaumont, correct? Correct. St. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Did I tell you that one of Ashlyn's friends was born in Beaumont? <laughs> no. And I was like, which hospital? And he was like, I don't know, kind of like the sad boxy one. And I was like, oh, Baptist. Mm. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> the sad boxy one. <laughs> mm, not the good one. Yikes. Okay, so I did your chart on both of these. And also, you can feel free to go in and sign up because I didn't use your email. I used mine. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Did you Um, not do your chart, too? Well, my co-star chart was already in my phone because of the app. And Uh, so I guess they didn't, like, recognize that, like, I'd used it for that. Um, All right. And so both charts were pretty much the same except like one one sign was different really yeah it was like your your mercury 
Yeah, I was going to say it had to be one of the ones real close to the sun, right? I don't know. Is Mercury close to the sun? <laughs> yes. My God. I guess I should also know the order of the planets. Yeah, because that means they have a shorter... Uh, oh my gosh, yes, that's so right. Whatever, the, you know. Yeah. They move quicker than, like, Uranus. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing moves quicker than my anus. God. I've allowed one Uranus joke, okay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um... All right, so shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so your sun, your sun's, your sun sign, your sun sign, sun sign. Um, and this, I so I'm using the CoStar chart also because it explains it a little bit better. Okay. Um, I think the other website doesn't explain it as well because it's like this is your sign, blah blah blah. Read chapter three for it to explain it. So she's trying to sell her book, which I respect. I mean, girls got to eat. Yeah, exactly. She can't give me everything for free. Um, okay, so your son is an Aries. Right. And there's also houses, which I don't totally understand. I've read a little bit about houses, but I, yeah. Like the houses mean um, they influence different areas of your life. Yes. Okay. So... All right, so your son is Aries and is in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun determines your ego identity and role in life. It's the core of who you are, and the sign is most likely what you already know. Um, Aries means you are fundamentally assertive, persistent, and courageous. Wow. Naturally competitive and fiercely independent, you push things forward with energy and enthusiasm. And persevere through anything. You need to learn to understand other people as complex holes. <laughs> um, and it's in your ninth house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through philosophy, faith, education, politics, and travel. Why are they trying to, like, call me out? Right <laughs> See? Now? This is how it feels. This is how I felt with that numerologist. I was like, how dare you? I am in this picture and I do not like it. <laughs> and I think that's what she means with like the mirror, right? Like this is non-judgmental, but also it's like, oh, this is like, exa- this is dead on. I think it <clears throat> speaks to like, if I was just this he- programmed robot, mm-hmm. that's how I would react in the world. But, you know, as a human being, I have the ability to reason and you know, be in touch with emotions and all those sort of things that it'll point out like certain obstacles that may be more so for me than others or Mm -hmm. qualities that will come easier to me than others. And okay. It's just, how do you deal with that to be a normal functioning member of society today? (laughs) Right. Right. And through all this, I want you to like, just think like whatever sticks out to you, like, that's what you can take away from this and if you like it take it and if not like just throw it right back yeah because there's what you like and leave the rest yeah is that from aa maybe yes (laughs) i liked it 
<laughs> um, have you ever watched the show Sex Education? I've seen the first episode. Um, I'm on the second season, and they just um, referenced in NA that nothing ha- changes if nothing changes. Mm. And a guy says it, and she's like, did you just read that? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I read it off the poster. <laughs> um, okay, so that's your son. Um, okay, so also, so the big ones are the sun, the rising, and the moon. And what I think is interesting for you and I both, mm. um, the rising and the moon signs, like your rising and moon signs the same. I, well, I know my rising sign is a Taurus. No, according to this, it's a Leo. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I don't know. You have a Taurus with Venus. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. That's what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I again, this is, you know, this isn't like an exact science. Like the charts could come up different. But, but how? I don't know. I don't hmm. know. But this one says, so just based off of this, your rising and your moon are both Leos. Hmm. And then my, <laughs> not a fan, hmm. my rising and my moon are both Cancers, which I thought was interesting that both of us have like the same yeah. rising and moon. I wonder how that happens. I don't know. We're going to have to find. We're going to have to find an astrologist to ask. But when um like when I first was shown like my chart and stuff, this girl was like, "Oh, you must be very emotional." And I was like, "Ew, yeah. Fuck you." <laughs> you must be it was like you must be very emotional and like have a lot of empathy. And I was like, "Yeah." Because I guess, like, having both a rising and the moon, it, like, makes it, like, super duper. Oh. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah. So let's get into yours. (laughs) Okay. So the rising is, um, your rising is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet some say it becomes less relevant as you get older Mm. because you like don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) (laughs) um it changes every two hours oh so that could be it like maybe you got a taurus because like the time was wrong different on your one time you did it well or maybe it's just that i was thinking of venus yeah, it could have also been it. Yeah. Um, your rising is in Leo, meaning you come across as bright, good-natured, and magnetic. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I will also be part of your mirror in this. Um, Thank you. Your energy makes you seem either like a know-it-all or the life of the party, but always the center of attention. Dang. <laughs> That's, like, one of my biggest fears, though, is, like, that idea that people think I'm just, like, a this know-it-all, like, asshole, kind of. I well, try not to come across that way, though. I can't, though. I, I mean, I guess I've known you forever. So I can't even imagine you, like, coming off as, like, a know-it-all. You just, like, know everything. 
<laughs> Those are two different things. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you're teaching me all these great things too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a great. I had a great teacher. So. <sighs> All the all the teachers who said I'd never make it, here I am. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, um okay, and so your moon, also a Leo, in your first house. Oh. Um, the moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you most think of yourself as. So, side note, I think like having those two um like having the same sign as your rising and your moon i think that's what that girl meant about like it being like very intense because it's like who you project yourself to be but also like how you actually see yourself so there's not like a disconnect between like what you're projecting and who you are it's like you're real just like jayla said are you eddie I'm real. And I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll do the other... Who's the rapper in that one? Ja Rule. Uh-huh. I'll be the Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my Ja Rule impression this weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that was a crowd pleaser. Little life of the party. Exactly. Um. Okay. Okay, yeah, this is the sign you might most likely think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Um, Your emotional self is dramatic, proud, expressive, idealistic, and somewhat self-centered. You need need a lot of love, care, and validation from other people. It's in your first house, meaning you find security and safety – um through yourself and self-image and because it's your first house your moon in leo is hyper present in your personality Mm -mm. what do you think of that i mean yeah i can see some truth there Mm -hmm. that um i tend to try and live up to a certain the way i think people think i should be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, yeah, I'm trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, so those are your big three. And then um, we'll go on to the next. So Mercury, your Mercury is an Aries and it's in the eighth house. So Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information. It also indicates how you learn. It is the mind's planet. Your Mercury is an Aries. Isn't Aries the god of wisdom? It's the god of war. (laughs) Oh, yes. Ooh. That's right. Um, Your Mercury is an Aries. I should know that. I just watched Wonder Woman. <laughs> Meaning your intellect is quick, independent, impatient, energetic, and direct. You mm. think fast and start conversations with enthusiasm. You're likely to yell. Mm. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Maybe I'm comparing 
anyone to me. No, I don't. I mean, I I'm not a yeller. You're not a yeller. Um, it's in your eighth house, meaning you are curious about and inclined to analyze death, sex, the truth, and how to trust. Mm. Yeah. I would say especially about the truth. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your Venus is a Taurus in the tenth house. Okay. So Venus determines how and what you love. It indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. Your Venus is in Taurus, meaning your romantic side is oriented towards comfort and stability. You move slowly and deliberately at the beginning of relationships. That timidity sometimes comes off as intimidating. You just want something sweet and simple. It's in your 10th house, meaning that for you... Love is often expressed in career, goals, success, and responsibility. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, say that thing you said again about co- timidity coming off as intimidation. What is that? Um, you move slowly and deliberately at the beginning of relationships. That timidity sometimes comes off as intimidating. So I'm guessing that means like it's intimidating to your partner that you're moving so slowly Hmm. like that's intimidating to them because maybe they want to move faster or they're not like sure where you stand oh yeah that might be more it yeah yeah all right yeah um mars is capricorn in the sixth house uh mars is the planet of aggression oh good it, de- <laughs> it determines how you assert yourself, take action, and the energy that surrounds you, particularly in your sex life, your ambitiousness, and when you're angry. Your Mars is in Capricorn, meaning you assert yourself in a way that is responsible and efficient, and you think things through very intentionally. Yeah. H- highly motivated by ambition, your rationality sometimes seems soulless. <laughs> harsh uh it's in your sixth house meaning you put a lot of energy into work routines and bodily health yeah i mean especially especially work i mean the ambition Mm -hmm. thing rings pretty true yeah yeah because because not only am i mean i consider myself reasonably ambitious but also like I am attracted to other people that are that way too. Cause I place a lot of, like, I like to be around that mm-hmm. type of person, you know, mm-hmm. that like energy. Yeah. I think person. compared to most people though, you're, I mean, you're very highly ambitious. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this whole activity is just so I can give you compliments. I'm eating it up. <laughs> um, all right, Jupiter. Ooh, ooh. Your Jupiter is a Pisces in the eighth house. One of the two social planets, Jupiter rules idealism, optimism, and expansion. Oh. It's also very philosophical. Your Jupiter is in Pisces, meaning you grow and find understanding through empathy, dreaminess, and compassion. It's in your eighth house, meaning you find success through sexuality and transformation. 
I, I mean, I don't know about that. Do but... not know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what's the eighth house mean? The eighth house area of influence is sex, death, regeneration, and other people's money. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll transform other people's money into my own. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Saturn. Your Saturn is a Sagittarius in the fifth house. Mm-hmm. The other social planet, Saturn rules responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self-discipline. Your Saturn is in Sagittarius, meaning you struggle with restlessness, restlessness, self-questioning, boredom, and your bluntness. It's in your fifth house, meaning you have had difficulty with romance, self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. I mean, fine. <laughs> fine what? I, I, no, I feel like that's all like very true. Uh-huh. Mm. So what do you think like you can take away because that one was like kind of like like a very blunt one like it it didn't like sit as comfortably maybe to hear that (laughs) so what do you think with that one you can take away from it as like a positive well just things that I can improve on I think Mm -hmm. um because say the say the part again um I forgot what it was. The you struggle with restlessness, self-questioning, boredom, and bluntness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, I always have to have a project, mm-hmm. and I can't just do like one thing at one time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it is a tough exercise for me to just be like very present, mm-hmm. and just be fully in whatever I'm doing, because yeah. I'm always thinking about you know a few things too (laughs) yeah do you um you've done like meditation and like mindfulness stuff right yeah yeah and that helps a lot yeah it's like i love a good guided meditation oh my gosh right and i do a little like reading and um short kind of like prayer at the beginning of each day to just Mm -hmm. like try and help like center myself oh nice i like that yeah and then when I feel things like going off the rails, something I actually heard this in an AA meeting one time and it's really helpful to me was I can start my day over anytime I need to. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so like, I practice that a lot. Like, Ooh, cause last night <laughs> I was, I was just in a bad mood. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think I was probably like kind of hungry, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's usually it. <laughs> yeah. And, but I was just like cranky, you know, mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to, okay, let's start this over, you know? Yeah. And uh, and it works well, but. Yeah, I definitely want to be, like, more proactive about that because, like, lately, I don't know, like, I will, like, get in a place where I'm like, I have to finish this thing now. Like, I'm so determined to like conquer something that I don't take a step back and I recognize like that I need to. And it'll be like, Mm. it can be something dumb. Like I was trying to like deal with my like car insurance the other day and I knew I was hungry. I, I knew like, 
I needed to take a break, but I would not let myself. And I just kept like calling the different numbers and like trying to deal with it. And I was like crying and I was like, why am I doing it? Like, I don't need to keep like pushing through this. I can, yeah. I can restart. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, like I think it, especially for people that are like high achievers to take, um, cause I'm real bad about putting these just, um, these rules or like um oh I should be doing whatever mm-hmm. like a lot of pressure to live up to this like um imagined potential mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's like oh I need to be doing this and um actually a therapist I had a few years ago taught me that I can say just change my the way I speak to myself you know and say okay I can do that when I'm ready or like I can do that when I'm after I've taken care of, you know, my own self. Right. And like, mm-hmm. and, and just like allowing myself instead of being like, you have to, you have to, you have to, you should, you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go take sh- the pressure off. Don't go shitting all over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite therapist punchline. Um, Is that really like a thing people say? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah because it's like how you th- it, like exactly what you're saying like how you think about things and how like your expectations for yourself and when you like get caught in all those shoulds is when you're like i'm i'm a failure i'm not getting any of this yeah. right and so yeah. you know you're shitting all over yourself that's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what i learned in uh grad school <laughs> <gasps> All right. Um, Uranus. Tell me about my anus. <laughs> um, it's a Sagittarius in your fifth house. Hmm. So. Oh, just like Saturn was. Um, was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. So Uranus, Sagittarius, fifth house. Uranus stays in each sign for seven years, meaning it rules a generation more than a person. Oh. Also, one of the things I was reading was about how, like, learning about these, like, longer signs and how, like, every seven years, because there's, yeah, one that's seven years, one that's 14, and then Pluto's, like, 27 to 30 or something. And so, like, checking in on our our lives for those distances as well, like, seeing how things have changed every seven years or 14 years and how, um, you know, like, um, like important things that have, have happened like every, like she was talking about Pluto too, like how she said it was like 27 years. And so like thinking about like your late twenties, like when you've hit like 27 to 30 years, like how things have changed. Hmm. Um, okay. So, Uranus stays in each sign for seven years. It rules innovation, rebellion, and progress. Your Uranus is in Sagittarius, meaning other (laughs) generations are shocked by the boundaries your generation are pushing along with your restlessness and criticism. It's in your fifth house, meaning that for you, this manifests in rebelling against dated expectations about romance Self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. Hmm. So I wonder too. I want to find like 
of timeline of like how like what are the years that like like who else like what's the time frame around like you that the Uranus seven yeah. years holds? Well, I, yeah, I was about to ask if you were also um, in let that because let me check. I mean, it's possible that you're not. You know, let me check my Uranus. <laughs> okay, so, mm, 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 my Uranian, my Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> my uranus is also in sagittarius okay yeah so we're in the same one yeah so we have that in common um see and the, after i read the um astrology for real relationships i can find out like how that influences us interesting and it's seven years so i don't know like if ashlyn's in my in our same oh, uranus right yeah. i don't know or if she's the... in my uranus <laughs> i would hope you would know <laughs> i said i'd only make one uranus joke but i am sorry it is too fun Oh my so that'll be the follow-up to this episode is when i finally get to read the astrology for real relationships it's about um, how our relationships are affected. Um, okay, so your Neptune, which now I'm seeing how ours line up. Your Neptune is Capricorn in the sixth house. Okay. But my Neptune is Sagittarius. Oh. So our Neptunes are different. Um, Neptune stays in each sign for about 14 years, meaning it rules a generation more than a person. It rules dreams, imagination, and the unconscious. Your Neptune is in Capricorn, meaning your entire generation finds inspiration through hard work, responsibility, and seriousness and ambition. It is Hmm. in your sixth house, meaning that for you, this manifests in your ideal, verging on unrealistic and impractical about work, routines, and body health. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's interesting hmm. I was just reading about well and we kind of shared on here several episodes ago about uh, this idea of like uh, millennials and and um, and this idea that we've been taught to like work constantly mm-hmm. and if we're not working we feel guilty about um, not working yeah <laughs> and, and so we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves Mm -hmm. that we need to hustle 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 like forever yeah and and never take a break and yeah i feel like that lines up a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah and because this is 14 years like saying it's from like even 86 so that's 86 to like 2000 everyone who's born under that is born like under that mindset Hmm. which i think like i think it checks out for like most of the people I know in that in that time frame of just like just we gotta work. Yeah. Yeah. That's all there is. That's all there is. Then you die. Work <laughs> then you die. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen um I've like I've I've been trying to like not pay that much attention to politics lately, like the last couple mm. weeks because I'm so exhausted. I'm just trying to like 
do my little canvassing thing and then like maybe pay less attention. Yeah. Um, but all these people are like, which I know we're early in the primary caucus process, but being like blown away about like Bernie doing well and all these people explaining like, yeah, this like it's a there's a whole generation who and I think we've covered this too, like have been paying attention during like endless war recession um a bunch of bullshit from like you know the boomers and like yeah yeah, of of course that's what they're voting for right yeah i mean we are finally like um mobilized enough Mm -hmm. um to have our say but yeah when we were coming of age like things were not good no and we didn't have like yesteryear to reminisce on you know i mean it's right like, this is like this was our yesteryear yeah like some of our earliest memories like high school is defined by 9 11 mm-hmm. college and grad school is defined by a recession mm-hmm. and then it's like well here we are <laughs> and yeah and now my 30s so far um have been um based around racism Mm. you know resurging racism i thought i thought obama fixed that (laughs) i thought you know i thought the racism was dead because one black man was president (laughs) you know if that's the argument then that means sexism isn't dead because we haven't had a lady president that's true that's very true it's alive and well I, that logic is like <laughs> that racism is gone because Obama was president. Yeah, it's like okay, well, just because you have your random like exception to the rule doesn't yeah. mean the rule doesn't apply. Dude. Like, like <laughs> Oprah's a billionaire, but it does not mean that there are not still like very like underprivileged and oppressed black people. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Well, and then you hear, too, like, oh, well, I grew up poor and I'm white. And it's like, yeah, but you're not poor because you're white. Like, yeah, you know, you didn't start with, like, zero generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're white. White people. Um, <laughs> okay. So. All right. Your last one's Pluto. Let me see if I have the same Pluto. I do have the same Pluto. So Pluto is Scorpio in the fourth house. Okay. Um, Pluto stays. Yes. Do you have the same house too or does that change? I do have the same house, which I need to do more research of how the houses work because I thought I understood and I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So my Uranus. Neptune. We're in Pluto. Well, I'm saying, oh, Uranus, you. Neptune, and Pluto were all in the same house. Oh. For me, for you, but no, for no, no. Neither... I'm saying no for us. Like Uranus was both in the fifth for us. Neptune was oh. the sixth, and Pluto's the fourth. I got you. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So Pluto is Scorpio fourth house, um. Pluto stays in each sign for up to 30 years. 
meaning it rules a generation more than a person. It rules power, intensity, obsession, and control. (laughs) Your Pluto is in Scorpio, meaning your generation's psyche is comparatively passionate, intense, serious, private, self-obsessed, and uh, perceptive. Uh, It's in your fourth house, meaning you personally are transforming outdated structures of the home and family. First of all, we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I feel, and I do, again, I want to get the dates for this Pluto chunk because I feel like this describes our generation really well. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, for the simple fact that like we wait longer to get married, we don't really have kids like, or not nearly as much, you know, in those Mm -hmm. simple, like very foundational Mm -hmm. aspects of family. Right. There's this article in the Atlantic this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't got it. Very smart when you say that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was about to follow it up with, I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But, you will. But it came in the mail the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, on the cover of it, and it says, the title of the article is, The Nuclear Family Was a Mistake. Ooh. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay. I'll let you know what I find out. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's your chart. Thanks for going through that with me. Of course. It was super fun. Like I said, I'm all the like, compliments. I, <laughs> that's just a little bonus. Um, yeah, I'm like just so into this now. I can't wait to keep reading. Um, you were born for this and eventually get the astrology for real relationships because um i mean i guess like this is kind of my therapist brain like i said like just kind of further understanding like who we are and how we function and i think that connection to like the universe and the earth is really important Mm. and i think like with how we were raised it wasn't like we weren't allowed to like explore that part i think it was like oh yeah humans came from dirt like adam came from dirt and then eve came from his rib and then like we run the earth and like that was it like that was the conversation yeah and um just yeah like in like the past few years i've been like more like in tune with like how our energy affects people and like how we connect to the earth and like viewing the earth as more of like a companion instead of like something that we own yeah because we only get one baby (laughs) and we're and we're setting this and we're currently setting this shit on fire which i don't know how that's gonna work out for us i hope uh, i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i hope eventually well um but yeah so this has been this has been a fun journey for me and um someday you know maybe when we take a break from visiting parades we can also (laughs) Go see an astrologist together to get our charts for real red. And um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Do you have anything else to add or any other questions or anything? Uh, I will just um, add this one quick little anecdote. Yes. And that is um, we like to watch 90 Day Fiance. Okay. And there's a couple on there. Uh, the woman is American and the guy's from South Africa mm-hmm. and they were having their charts read. 
Okay. And the uh, astrologer reading their chart asked the woman, like, do you feel like this is um, like a soulmate type of relationship? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I feel like my soulmate was uh, my first love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ouch. And, and uh, that was like a couple weeks ago now. And ever since then. <laughs> It's like the only part of their story that they talk about. Yeah. She's like, I don't get the big deal. (laughs) What? Don't say that. I mean, oh, gosh. Yeah, that was painful to watch. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Did you see? (laughs) Did you see the video of um, Mayor Pete saying he would take a straight pill when he was younger if he could? No. <laughs> okay, so um, I posted this on my tw- I like reposted on my Twitter. Um, but it was like a town hall or something, and he was like, "Yeah, when I was younger, if I'd been offered a pill to make me straight, I would have taken it." And then there was like a big pause, and then he was like, "No, but I'm so glad like that didn't happen because now I have this beautiful husband <laughs> or whatever." And Chastens in the you have to watch it just for Chastens. Uh, expression at the end because he's just like <laughs> got this like look of annoyance and then this like fake grin like mm, okay thanks wow why would and, you say that and yeah my like I don't fault him for saying that I feel like a lot of us grew up um you know hating ourselves for being gay because that's what we were raised to hate but I th- well, and I wrote this on my twitter too I was like I don't think he has the range or the understanding to like explain that experience and that's why it like came off so like because like yes of course he didn't like that part of himself because we were taught not to like that part of himself but like growing and understanding and accepting your sexuality is a very important part of being a gay person um also a side note i'm so glad my husband's here yeah oh my god it was a little painful to watch, but I mean, I definitely can't blame him for saying that because I feel like a lot of us would have also done the same thing. <laughs> just, but yeah, just just that that kind of like, oh, that, that they're going to have to talk about that behind closed doors. Yeah, that's pretty cringy. Just like, yeah, my 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 soulmate was my first <laughs> love. Well, here we are. Yeah. Oh, good. So if anyone takes anything away from this episode, it's go get your full chart read and also be careful what you say around your spouse. (laughs) Use common sense, people. Yeah. Yeah. Think before you speak. And on that note. Well, I just want to thank everybody that's made it this far. Thank you. Thank you all so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot everyone. I forgot other people were here. (laughs) But we hope to see you next time, too. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Go check out your charts. See what you think. Put Put in our comments or leave us a message. What you think of your chart. Um, For sure. And yeah. And we want to know. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. All right, Julie. Okay. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with me. And thank you for hanging out with me. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>